Hey, my loves. Okay, so I'm going to be doing a series of um, occupational uh, opportunities that are available, especially for our young divine feminines and divine masculines. Um, if you're kind of, I think that one of the struggles for you might be at a young age, it kind of feels like there could be a disconnect between being so spiritual and knowing your divine and being the oddball and knowing that you have a mission and that you have a purpose. But how do you connect that to making a difference here on earth? And I really want to help you with that. Um, so this is one of the, the, the series of many. Um, you're always welcome to tune back in. But I would say if you're a young person who's like 18 or trying to decide what to do for a college career and you know you need to make a mission. And I think especially when I talk to my divine feminines, sometimes I, I'm cautious that I could come across as me wanting to project onto you that you need to stay at home with your children and be a stay at home wife and that type of thing. Um but I think that there's many ways to be fulfilled and to still take care of your children's needs. And I think that for some of you, that means you're going to be out in the workforce making a difference. And the first one that I'm really super excited to share with you is the invitation for you to go into law. Anything relating to having to do with law, um, I'm going to be a little bit of a... <laughs> Not even like a brat, but kind of a, a rebel. And I wouldn't even say a, a rebel, but I'm just so confident that any divine feminine or divine masculine that goes into law and approaches it from a higher level of consciousness is is going to change the world. It's going to make a positive difference. And I think that heading towards the age of Aquarius, it is so complimentary. I think that you will be able to make a difference and live the lifestyle that you want and get paid very well for it. Okay. Why do I say that? Um, if you look up under the definition of Wikipedia and you look at the age of Aquarius and you go down to, I believe it's the fifth paragraph. <clears throat> It tells you um, the signs or the evidence of the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And in there, there's AI and um, travel and astronomy, astrology, um, breaking away from from um, religious constructs, that type of thing. But one of the ones that has stuck out to me is human rights. Human rights. And um, so... I am confident enough to say that, you know, I was thinking about how to bring this message to you, but I think that any divine masculine, any divine feminine, if it's an inkling in your heart that you want to go into law, um, there's so many opportunities out there. <clears throat> and I don't think it's restricted to your natal chart. Um, there are some people who are going to be born with the abilities to naturally advocate for it, but I believe that every single, um, zodiac sign, regardless of your North node, your sun, moon, your 12th house, <clears throat> 10th house, I believe you're going to be able to serve in law. Okay, and if you're curious, I would love to help you. You're welcome to message me and I can 
pull the NATO chart for you and I have a 30 page template and we'll plug it in there and we can see where your strengths are would be in law. There's so many outlets in law. If you're a shy person and you want to stay behind the scenes, you can work um, more so as a, like a paralegal or in, in the lawyer's office. Um, you can do the transcribing, the writing of the notes. Um, as um, There's the marketing for the law firm, the PR for the law firm. There's the newscast part of it. Um, I was just watching a press release um, for that law attorney's office and um, there was you know some PR coordination behind the scenes that was very complimentary to what they were going through Um, and so then if you're into art and designing there's room there if you're partnering with a law firm and or making commercials or ads for social justice Um, there's so many different things but you know one of the ones that is there to my heart is even with the children I'm going to give you three cases where you can see how you can make a difference so um, if you want to let's say protect children you have the case I would like to dedicate this um, podcast really to three people um the first one is there's a, a um, movement by the mom. It's called Justice for Royale, R-O-Y apostrophe A-L-E. Um, he had suffered a gunshot wound, a fatal gunshot wound by a um, quote unquote friend that shot him. He was a child and the family covered up the murder because um, the, the his relatives were in law enforcement. <clears throat> And so she did not have justice for her child, but she went on to um, to try to create a bill called um, Justice for Royale. And so she's working with legislators and going to meet with governors, mayors, law departments to talk about the gun, you know, child protection for gun and, and how to make a difference in the system. The second child for me is um, Colby, Colby Daniels. This podcast is dedicated to children like Colby Daniels, where um, I think of how different the justice system would be if we valued our children. And with the situation surrounding Colby Daniels, if you're listening to this six months out, a year, five or ten years from now, Colby Daniels is a little melanated child who was um, retrieving his tricycle from the neighbor's yard for whatever reason it sounded like they had he was playing in the in the in on the sidewalk and he had left his tricycle because they went to the store and so when he came back he tried to retrieve his tricycle from the the neighbor's yard and the neighbor was upset that he had left his stuff on his yard so he chased the child with a the child is like five or six years old six years old he chased him with a sledgehammer and the child took off running so the um his name is ryan lee nguyen went into his house and grabbed a gun and fired a shot that hit the child it went in and out of his arm and thankfully the child was alive but because he was running away if it had just been a millisecond shot fired it would have hit him in his chest in his heart he would have died Right. And so when it relates to the law, 
I watched the, the, the initial, uh, and when you're a lawyer, you can correct me on these terms and auntie will gladly <laughs> be corrected by you, my, my legal divine feminine and divine masculine. But it was the first, it wasn't the sentencing, but it was like the initial hearing, I think is what it's called. <clears throat> the initial hearing um, and the prosecutor, and I could be wrong, but I don't think it was his defense attorney. I don't think it was his lawyer because if I remember correctly, the prosecutor or the, his name is Joe Simon. He um, presented to the judge and said, I don't think this person is a risk to the community. I don't think that this, um, he said, I'm here to represent the people, but he said, I don't think this is going to be a problem. I don't think it warrants, you know, any further, um, concern and we can let this person out on bail to which the 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 judge alicia fink and this this happened in ypsilansi michigan she set the bond for ten thousand dollars and um for the human community community the melanated community there was an outcry because it's like you attempted to murder this child not once but twice you actually struck the child um and they were hospitalized and you're releasing this person back out into the community and releasing such a low bond and you have to understand that the court system this the reason why i think that a divine feminine and divine masculine is going to thrive and the stars are perfectly aligned is because in the age of Aquarius, we're going to see changes in the um, in human rights. And the other interesting thing about it is, is it overlaps really well with um, the fourth turning. I would recommend that if you, you know, regardless of any career choice that I'm going to put out there, that you familiarize yourself with the fourth turning. But with the fourth turning, there's always a civil rights movement that happens. The last one that we had was with um, Martin Luther King around that time in the 50s. And my grand aunt was alive. She passed away at the age of 99. And so here we are a few years later. I don't want to age myself, right? But here we are several years later and we're getting ready to re-enter that cycle again. <clears throat> and so the the opportunities when you talk about the stars are aligned for you to go into this into this um, career opportunity, it, it's gold for you. Okay. Um, and so I would like to think about how different the court system would be because right now the court system, the law system, tells you where your values are. Where the the, the law system, justice justice system, tells you the value on human lives children's lives um i don't like to use the word black but human lives like h-u-e human um or melanated or for women um and it can do have, do have everything to do from education to medical practices to business and employment opportunities which is another huge thing um and what i love about the idea of law for the divine feminine divine masculine as a career choice is i've come to understand even more so the importance of words when you put words together they become a sentence and particularly when it comes to um law enforcement and law and legislation when somebody gives you a sentence you <clears throat> it's deep because you're sentencing them to life or to death and you're and that sentence sends a vibrational energetic 
message to the rest of us of what our values are. So if and when you enter this career choice, you are going to reform and raise the frequency of the value that we place on children and life and medical malpractice and police brutality and um, medical apartheid and discrimination on the workplace in terms of gender or race or um, wage. Um, You know, like when when we're talking earlier about business, it's like, could you imagine working with a union um, to pass a bill with with the employees of, of Amazon who are now able to make sure that they have a pension and and can afford to have family leave and medical leave and dental care and to be paid well. Can you imagine what it would be to work with legislators to raise the minimum wage? What would it mean for you to create a bill that would make it that housing truly is affordable regardless of, you know, um, I know that redlining is an issue, right? And that's a term that if you're going to be a lawyer, you should familiarize yourself with. Um, and you're going to have something in your heart that even if you look at your natal chart, you might decide to to be a lawyer in a, in a medical office working with prenatal care or working with even like, let's say if you want to reform the way that we, we, we distribute our vaccines, there's a lot of issues surrounding how um, Dr. Fauci um disclosed or didn't disclose you can if you're into cars and you want to be into auto you can look at things like how you know we have certain recalls and how that affects people but you're the 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 umbrella is you're raising the consciousness you're raising the frequency you're doing things ethically i want to say that you know as with any career but especially i think the two careers that come to mind when it comes to um having it just a little bit harder in terms of trying to break the mold is going to be in law enforcement and in in the judicial system. Um, I can only imagine because that you have to be aware that they do have a certain way of doing things. Um, and they have like, let's just say the good old boys club or the good old boys network. And they have all of these things in place that you're going to have to enter in knowing that you're there to raise the frequency and it means that you're going to have to have a tough skin to um, execute wisdom and to use your intuition to to work with the higher laws and to go in with the understanding that you're there to change things right and that means that you're going to have to go into these categories understanding that you're not there to be Um, to compromise. Okay. And that's why I love that this is going to be one of the first things where I'm making a call out to any of our young divine feminines, divine masculines who are here to answer the call to make admission. You know, I love it because if you, if you want to talk about union, who knows, you know, you may, you, you and your your divine counterpart, your divine masculine or divine feminine might work at your law firm and he or she may go on to be a judge and you can have your own law firm. And now you're talking about employing other people and helping them to hone their skills and to make the right ethical choices. And you're employing people from that community, right? Um, And one of the things I love and 
when I tell you I really thought this through and I really think that this is an amazing phenomenal first career choice for a divine feminine young person is or divine masculine young person is because when you think about legacy this one encapsulates everything that I believe the twin flame and divine feminine divine masculine journey is about the legacy right because now when you raise your children they have a breadth of things to take on when they take on your law firm. Maybe, you know, your daughter might not want to be out there on the forefront or on the news or in, in court, but she can handle the books. She can handle the accounting, right? So I say that to say that your children are going to have the free will, but you have something in place to where they don't have to go with their hand out and beg for a job to someone else. But um, a lot of you know, I'm, I'm low-key obsessed with having like a love child of my own where it's like, every time you hear my child's name, you're going to be like, oh, that's so-and-so's love child. Like she, you know, that child is passing on the legacy of her divine masculine and he's into this or he's into that and that business is going to grow. So every time you hear this law firm's name, you're going to, uh, you know, your children are going to be second and third generation to where it's like this this law firm came out of, you know, my parents were twin flames. They were divine feminine, divine masculine. Um, and they raised me and groomed me and my siblings to run this, this law firm. And our role is to raise the vibration and the frequency and to make a positive difference. And we're for human rights. And when you, when you understand that we're working with sectionals of the 20 year cycles, um, within each fourth turn, I want you to understand how significant this is. I'm. This is really much more powerful than you and or I can even recognize. Like if I recognize that this is a thousand percent potent message, as simple as it sounds, um, I think that in a year and maybe even five years from now, I'm going to look back and recognize just how important this message is. Um, <clears throat> but um, when you talk about 20 year cycles... Um, I'm going to encourage you, if this is appealing to your heart, um, look into fourth, mm, the fourth turning. And when you start to plan your career, you young person, I'm talking to you, the young person who's deciding to enter um, legal, the law, legislation um, world. <clears throat> and I'm talking to you about legacy. Understand that we're in the fourth turning right now. Um, we're in the last phase. We're in the hero phase. And so when you're planning out your career and what it means for your law firm and for your children's children, the sectionals are 20 years each. And each 20 years has a different um, <clears throat> set of things that, that we tackle. So now you can start to prepare as you're taking your case studies and looking at the laws, you can be aware of what you're going to be facing coming up ahead. I mean, even if you wanted to look at the age of Aquarius and decide that your niche is going to be human rights or law as it relates to artificial intelligence or space travel or um, astronomy, any like go and look at the definitions in Wikipedia. But do you hear how I'm piecing it together and how you can use those things to create a legacy? <clears throat> Now, that being said, um, like I said, I think that any zodiac sign can choose to go into this. But where your natal chart comes in and where I'm more than happy to help you. And at some point, I'm considering to do free natal charts 
for anybody who's between the ages of 18 and 21 and really go over with you what your strengths are. Some of you are going to have your Mercury in Gemini like me. And that means that you're going to be able to have the... Um, I think that my knowledge is more encyclopedia type. Um, but some of you might, like even if you're Gemini and Aquarius, that means that you're going to be able to bring these cases in a creative way that's not not conforming, which is funny I said Aquarius because we're going into age of Aquarius, but you need to be able to communicate a lot of these cases in a way that is not the norm that's different. Um, if you are, have your Mercury in Scorpio, that means that your communication is going to be able to deal with the deep and the dark and the mysterious things and uncover a lot of these things. But understand we're heading into the age of Aquarius. We're breaking away from the age of Pisces, where age of Pisces, everything is covert, covert and hidden. So if, if, you know, depending on a couple of other placements in your chart, <clears throat> If you love to talk about uncovering all of these, you know, like tax fraud and um, a lot of things that were just hidden when it like even comes to forensics or medical practices or law corporate practices. Can you imagine how powerful that combo is going to be if your um, Mercury is in Pisces? Pisces are very spiritual. They're the last of the Zodiac. And there's so much spiritual wisdom. Um, they are kind of like your gurus. And they're able to, for, for an ascended, uh, a Pisces tends to be on the path of that of an ascended master. And they have to master all of the 12 components of the previous signs in order to be ascended in the sign of Pisces. So if you take a Pisces in, with a Mercury in Pisces and put them into law, and they're hitting you with um, Libra, Virgo, uh, Scorpio, Taurus, um, uh, all of Sag Cap Capricorn, Sagittarius, and they're hitting all of those things in the way that they speak about a case. Can you imagine how powerful that is? Can you imagine if your um, your your um, Mercury is in Libra, and with the um, in law, there's the just, there's the scales, the balancing of the scales, and how you're able to communicate those cases. You hear what I'm saying? And so, um, if, if you're interested and you're a young person and you think you might be interested in this, I'm more, more than happy to um, help you put together a template. I have a 30 page template and we'll go through it and we'll plug it in and we'll see what you need to do. I used to work at a university for 20 years, so I'm kind of familiar with the admissions process and what you need to do and give you some tips on, on the, you know, how to plan your courses to make sure that you end up getting exactly what you need so that you can, um, get the best out of your career and or at least point you to other resources or people you can connect with um but um then you start to get into your house placements and you get to understand like um other things that are going to be complementary to you it could have to do with international travel or it, the, the possibilities are endless but yeah i think i'm gonna wrap up here i hope that this is just um really lighting a flame to um, something combustible within you. Um, super excited for what this means. I look forward to doing many more of these. 
um, career choices that are available to a divine feminine, divine masculine. I really want to close the gap between what it means to be spiritual, to understand that you're operating out of a higher frequency, high vibration, and how do you make a difference in the real world? And can I make money doing this? And can I make a difference? And can I have a legacy? And the other fun thing I, I had kind of circled to was, you know, it's going to be fun because in this career, you're going to meet a lot of eligible bachelors and bachelorettes who are just as wise. Um, you might end up with a partner who's into nursing or just wants to be a stay-at-home wife or um, who wants to be a teacher or whatever, what have you. But this opens the door for you to be able to meet people who are on your frequency, <clears throat> high vibrational, who want to make a difference. Okay? This is absolutely beautiful compatibility in terms of us moving forward. Um, and the funny thing is, the one that keeps coming to my mind, and it's funny because I wish you guys could kind of, it's my experience as I'm going through these and I'm sharing it with you, but there's things going on in my soul behind the scenes and sometimes I fight it and I've been getting scolded because it's like, you have to, you have to, <laughs> if you're going to be sharing this stuff, you have to, to share it. You can't be hiding behind, you know, on a so the, the 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 card that comes to mind is I had pulled a card. It was um, Vishnu, the card of Vishnu, and he is the god of balance, and he is the one that you know what? Let me pull the card. Let me um, look at the guidebook real quick. And and he and I want to correct myself. Also, I have five minutes left. So I'm, I'm going to try to wrap this up. I was corrected by by divine source too because I have been kind of taking jabs and saying that we're moving away from the white man's way of doing things, the patriarchal way of doing things. And I got corrected last night when I was um, falling asleep. It's like I was reminded that the Vishnu um, is a is a divine masculine. He I actually pulled him. I had pulled him when I was pulling cards for the divine feminine. And I also pulled a divine masculine to, to see how he would show up. And I was reminded that, yes, we have good divine masculines. And it's going to be important for us to understand that we do not neuter each other and not elevate the other. The, the key is to balance them. And so here we have this divine masculine, Vishnu. And um, I kind of felt guilty because I think that part of my journey is I do have to talk about the human community and the melanated community right? Um, I would be remiss if I didn't. And it's not always comfortable. And so here it was, let me, I'm running out of time real quick, but let me just try to find him. Be... One thirty-seven. There was a part in the paragraph where I love it because I feel like every culture has a way of dealing with injustice and these are the these are the real life conversations we need to have. Under Vishnu, it says, um, Vishnu is is a supreme spirit, has many attributes, but he is known for his great energy and strength. He uses these to keep order in the universe and to subdue injustice and instill harmony. So he uses them to subdue injustice. Right? Remember, we're talking about law. Um, in one avatar. Parasharuma, he destroys the warrior castes, 
who were committing great injustices among the ordinary people and sages. And so with warrior caste, um, what I'm taking away from that is just even in India, they have the caste system. Now, keep in mind, I, I as soon as I had said that in my last podcast, I want to remind you in America, we have a caste system too. We have it based on race and gender. But each culture, I want to make sure that this is clear, each culture has the little fingerprints of it because we're all going through the um, age of, of Pisces. It's a patriarchal system based on a certain, you know, outlook. And so, but each culture has a higher vibrational way of dealing with it. And so here you have this Indian God who is destroying the caste system of these people who were creating injustices among the ordinary people and sages. And I can try to Google real quick the word sages, but even the word sage, which I know a lot of us like to use to cleanse our um, our decks and our energy and everything, sage is actually feminine. Um, sage's definition, and I know I'm running out of time, but let me just... Um, what is the word that it's trying to use here? Okay, yeah. So the definition here, number two, is a sage is a profoundly wise person, um, especially one who features an ancient history or legend. So I'm going to use that as a twofold. I, you know, sages being for women, but also sages in terms of um, as wise people. All right, so I'm going to sign off. I hope that this is helpful. I'm going to charge you with love, with union, with the love of your life, with health, with wealth, with wisdom, prosperity. I'm charging you with black light because black light illuminates invisible. I love each and every one of you. I'm excited for you. And until the next podcast, peace. Hey, my loves. Okay, I had mentioned I there was three children I wanted to dedicate this call to divine feminines and divine masculines to join in the ranks and consider a, a career choice in law. Um, and I had mentioned the first one was Royale, um, Justice for Royale. And I'll, I'm going to put each of these three children's names um, in the episode description. The second one was... Uh, Kobe Daniels, which I had told you the story about what happened with him and how the um, person who shot the child was released on bond and ten- for $10,000 after shooting the child. Um, and the community was able to come together and have him taken back into custody and rate have his bond raised to 100000 At the time that I'm recording this, we don't know you know what's gonna happen with that case and really I think that this person should spend life in prison or anywhere upwards of 10 years in in jail for shooting a child but the third child I wanted to mention was actually Samuel Olson and um, when I tell you guys that this this journey is just as much for you as it is for me, I knew um, that I wanted to come on here and make this call of action for Divine Feminines and Divine Masculines. Um, our young people who are trying to decide career choices, they know that they have a higher calling but not sure how to make it practical and maybe um, feel that they're, they're not going to be successful and make a lot of money. Being a divine feminine or divine masculine, no, there's a lot of money to be made in this. Doing the right thing, I'm working out of higher 
vibrational laws. Um, so this third child was Samuel Olson. And what happened with him is, long story short, because I, I, the, the point is more so with what the mom is doing and, and how I got that affirmation and that download that I'm on the right path in making this call to the divine um, feminine, divine masculine young people. Um, what happened with Samuel Olson is that um, we we are in June of 2020, 2021, and um, the mother was trying to get custody of her child. And I want you to listen to this. If, if this is resonating with you, this is the second part of this podcast because I had closed out the 30-minute segment and then I recognized that I didn't um, mention the third child and there's a reason I'm listing each of these three children. And if you're listening and um, this resonates with you, I want you to pay attention to the legal areas where you can insert yourself to make a difference because we need it. This mother was trying to get custody of her child. She hadn't seen her child for more than a year and she had reached out to law enforcement. Um, she had reached out to the police and they kept telling her that it was a civil matter. And um, what would happen is when she would try to serve papers for the father to come to court, he would change locations. He would keep changing his address. And so um, <clears throat> the, the mom wasn't able to connect with him the way that she needed to. And he, uh, from what I understand at this last um, conference, she just did a conference today is June. This is this is going to go down in history, I'm pretty sure. And, and um, today is June 15th. Um, Samuel Olson's mom, Sarah Olson, um, did a press released with the family um she's been mourning the loss of her son and it's been i want to say maybe about two weeks from since the time they found out that he was deceased um and so what was i saying that the so what she said in the press conference is that the father told her he would never see his son again Okay. Last time she saw him was for the birthday party. And so his birthday was coming up and she was trying to get in touch with him to see him for the birthday. Well, come to find out the the father's um, girlfriend told the police that the that somebody had showed up and with a police officer to take away the child. Now, one of the things that you need to understand when you're working with children is they will not issue an Amber Alert if if the parents um, report that <clears throat> that it went away with that the child was last seen with a family member, and I think that a lot of these people who are hurting these babies, they know this, and that's why they always report that it's a family member that took the child because it eliminates the chances of you doing an Amber Alert. I hope you're hearing me from a legal standpoint. Some of the reform that needs to happen, the higher vibrational things that we need to address and correct so that doesn't happen um the other person that did this was with the amari nicholson with the amari nicholson baby um the person who killed his who killed that child and i think the mom is involved too they told the police that um the sister okay took the child and so by them reporting that it was a family member they could not issue an amber alert for the missing child so um, they told the police that that the 
in the case of Samuel Olson that the mom came with an officer to take the child. Long story short, um, they found the girlfriend's mom, the, the boyfriend's sister, the girl, the, 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 you guys, they found the father's girlfriend with the body of the child. Okay. And it's very heartbreaking if you ever get a chance to watch that interview. Um, keep in mind that that setting is orchestrated by the law firm. So if you're looking to open up your law firm with you and your divine masculine or your divine feminine and a legacy, I want you to listen. That's going to be one of your first case studies that I want you to look at how you would run your office. I want you to pay attention to the foresight that they had. Um, I think that with me mentioning the Justice for Royale, you're going to understand that there's opportunities for you to um, work with lobbyists and with Congress and with the government and that type of thing to pass bills and to make laws that reform and make a better difference. And so um, with this law firm, they have um, they're going to be working with this mom because as heartbreaking as it was, you guys. This is, this is, um, I got bad news. One of my high school friends, I just found out yesterday, her husband passed away and I don't really go on Facebook. So that was the first thing that hit me Monday morning. And I, when I tell you, I cried and then watching this conference with the mom made me just be in that state already where I was just so heartbroken for her. It's one of the most genuine things I have seen a mother grieving the loss of her child. And when you talk about this twin flame journey and divine feminine journey, um, divine masculine journey, it's not going to be remiss of tragedies. But in my heart of hearts, there's a very special place for her because she said, you know, I lost my son, but I want to make sure that they remember him. But she says, I want to, I want to make a difference for other parents you guys. And so as you're coming across, you're going to cross paths with people who are going to need you, who are going to keep the legacy of their family members alive. And um, there's differences and reform that will come out of that. And um, you need to keep in mind the humanity of that and the um, that we're all feeling and we all have special relationships with our loved ones and we want to honor those things as you're moving forward right um yeah so I just wanted to wrap up by adding that piece on there that um that was I wanted to make sure to mention the third child and and like I told you guys you know for me sometimes I know there's messages I need to get out to the collective I know this um this is part of my my spiritual journey. Um, I know I was born for this. And sometimes I know there's messages that I need to talk about, including talking about injustices. And in my instance, it's bringing to the forefront that there are injustices against the human community, the melanated, the community. I don't, um, you know, and so, um, um, it was divinely orchestrated for me to see that message right before I came on to record this message because I knew I wanted to record it and make a call. 
and then just to when I tell you it was literally minutes between me coming on to record this message and how much richer and different and better it was because I saw it pop up in my feed and I was able to listen to it and it tied right exactly into what I was going to try to get across and it was confirmation for me and I'm going to close out with this that the same way that divine source is orchestrating all of these things to push me and to open doors for me and to give me the confirmation I need to make the right choice and to say the right things. If you're going to go into law, um, I it is my intention that all the resources you need, all of the doors that you need, all the networks that you need to open and unfold for you um, so that you can also be successful and thrive and that all the planetary uh, alignments are in place for you to to thrive in this area and to make a difference against injustices all right so signing off peace